Well, does anybody love Jesus? Is He the reason you're here? Amen. He's a good reason to be here, isn't He? It's, uh, it's, it's, we're, we're thrilled to be here. We love His place. And uh, we love your pastors. And like I said, we've been, we've been friends for a long time. And, and one of the things I appreciate about them is every time we get together, you know, we're not, we're not big into talking about where we've been. We're always, we're always talking about where we're going. And uh, ideas and brainstorming and kingdom and, uh, you know, how can, we, how can we build God's churches uh, in, in these last... Do y'all believe we're in the last days? Are we living in dangerous times, perilous times? Come on, prophetic times? Well, then uh, we got work to do then. You know, if we believe that, uh, we got work to do. I always say, this, say it this way. Jesus isn't coming back for a bunch of churches that are waiting to be rescued by the rapture. We got work to do. And so when we get together, we're always talking about that work. And it's not out of drudgery. We're excited to do that work. You know, the Apostle Paul said, he said, I thank God that He found me faithful by putting me into the ministry. And I know, I, I know, I know they love people. They love ministry. They love the kingdom. They love uh, the local church. And, you know, that's how, that's how we feel. And so, anyway, just always honored to be with them. Give your pastors a hand clap. And uh, again, while you're at it, give the praise and worship team a hand clap. Uh, I know a lot of churches that would come and, uh, you know, take them away from you. Yeah, you, you'd blink, they'd be gone. You wouldn't know where they went. Uh, hey, I got a, there's a good, there, there's, 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 a, there's a lot of good looking women on the front row, but one of them belongs to me. And so, and so stand up, Miss Laura, and uh, amen, glad to have her. Uh, I'll, I'll, I always preach better when she's around, you know, and so she's my, she's my biggest fan, and uh, we've, been, we've been traveling the world together for a long time. So, hey, speaking of the world, we just got back from Bulgaria. Uh, we had an incredible time over there. I love that nation. I've been over there a lot, done a lot of kingdom building over there, but I, 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 took, a, I took some heavy hitters with me, some wonderful pastors, a kingdom businessman who, who's on our board, and we went over to Bulgaria and we, we brought in pastors from all over that nation and brought them to a, a hotel, a beautiful hotel in Bonsko, Bulgaria. Three days, two nights. And, 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 and here, here, here's the fun part. Here, here's some kingdom for you. We paid for all of it. And all, all their lodging, all their food. And uh, man, they drove from two, four, eight hours and brought them in. And just over three days, two nights, we just poured into them. Uh, uh, ate, broke bread with them, prayed over them, encouraged them, and God did some amazing things. And one of the things that really caught me by surprise was uh, a lot of these pastors got to know each other, but at the same time, a lot of them hadn't seen each other in quite a while because of COVID. And so the fellowship among the pastors was just was just gold. And so uh, it was it, it's. It's one of the things we've done so much in nations, but felt like truly felt like we impacted that nation while we were over there. And so we're going to do more uh, next year. We're going to go back, and I want to get a little. I want to get a little closer to Romania, and I want to bring some pastors over from that nation. And we're going to we're going to we're going to do that through the European nations and uh, take care of these pastors. Does that sound good? And then just just let me just give you a quick heads up. I've been in talks with. Dr. Graham Baker over in Sydney, Australia, and we're looking at going back to Australia around Thanksgiving 
and then jumping over to the nation of Papua New Guinea where I've done some uh, kingdom building over there and do a pastor's conference and bring pastors in and alumni of the Bible school there from all over the nation. Two days and we're just gonna we're just gonna feed them all for two days. And so uh, anyway, I I love pastors. I love your pastors. And uh, but we, like I said, we got we got work to do. Amen. Amen. So let's uh, let's jump into this because I'm gonna be honest with you. I've got to hurry up and get to the end of the service. Serious, because I, I I want us to gather at the altar, and I, I don't want to, we're not getting in a line. Ain't nobody laying hands on you. I want us to gather at the altar, and I want to pray and declare and decree and just prophesy over this church and over your life that your best days are ahead. And to be more specific, and this is the word God gave us for 2022. That's been the theme that we've been talking about in all these churches, just got back from Oklahoma, all these churches that we're going to thrive. Come on, somebody say thrive. thrive. In the days ahead, do you want to thrive or survive? Thrive. I don't want to survive. Jesus didn't do everything He did at Calvary so you could survive. God's called us to thrive. And that's the word God gave us for 2022. But then He, then he added a scripture. Come on, how many you know you got you to stand on the Word of God? And that scripture was Ephesians 3.20. That our God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think. Now does that sound like thrive to you or survive? Come on, that sounds like thrive to me. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ask or think. And I don't know about you, I can do some asking and thinking. Talk to my wife, I can do some asking and thinking. Come on. Uh, that, that Bulgaria trip, that was a $10,000 seed into that country. But you know what? God did exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could. Come on, that, that's the word for the hour. Exceedingly, abundantly, above. But then right before Christmas, God added another word to that word thrive. And it was this, thrive regardless. Thrive regardless. And man, that gave me a heads up. How many know the Holy Ghost to give you a heads up? That was a heads up. Okay, coming into 2022, some stuff's going to happen. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be tests. Come on, there's going to be some things we're going to have to overcome. And listen, years, we're just getting warmed up on the year. I mean, we kicked off the year with, you know, world war over there in, in Europe and everything going on. And, you know, they're talking about recession. We're, we're going to thrive regardless. High gas prices. We're going to thrive regardless. Monkeypox. We're going to thrive regardless. Come on, Ukraine. We're going to thrive regardless. Listen, we haven't even got to the summer yet. We haven't even got to the midterm elections yet. What if? Thrive regardless. Gas prices go to $10 a gallon. What are we going to do? We're going to do to thrive. We're going to thrive regardless. See, you, you, got, you got to get that in your spirit. You know, I don't know about you. I've been told, you know, you, you, you don't let somebody see you sweat and you don't blink. Don't blink. Come on, how many know what that means? This is the hour to not blink. Turn to somebody and say, don't blink. You know, I worked at a Bible school a Bible, I, I, I worked, I, I was over the largest full gospel camp in America for 10 years. We hit 26,000 kids a summer. 
Y'all with me? So we had tug-of-war competitions. And because, uh, you know, you'd, you'd have 50 youth groups there, you know, because you'd have 1,300 kids a camp. And so th- they'd have those tug-of-war competitions. You know what those kids would be doing? What are they doing? They're digging in. That's what we're going to do today. We're here. We're going to dig in. We're going to dig in up at this altar. Why? Because we're going to thrive regardless this year. Regardless of anything that goes on, anything that goes on, we're going to thrive regardless. Now in order for that to be a reality, turn in your Bible over to 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. 2 Corinthians 4. In order for that to be a reality, I just love the swipe of my finger on an iPad. It's just incredible. There's some things you've got to understand in this chapter. Because it's one thing to say thrive. It's another thing to say thrive regardless. It's another thing to say, ooh, I want God to do unto me exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask or think. That's all good, but you better understand some things in 2 Corinthians 4. And when I say the word understand, that word's relative. For instance, there were things y'all thought y'all understood in your 20s that now you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, you're looking back, hindsight 2020, rearview mirror, and you're going, I didn't quite understand. Come on. You know. <laughs> There's some things y'all think y'all understand as teenagers, and you know, so did we. You get older and you look back and you go, you know, I didn't understand like I thought. Uh, Understand is relative. It's relative. It changes. It changes. You thought you understood women in your 20s. You thought you understood your wife. Come on, in your 20s. Right? Yeah, in your 80s. Understand is relative. Let me give you a let me give you a for instance of what I mean by understand. We've got to understand some things in 2 Corinthians 4. What do I mean when I say understand? There's some things in 2 Corinthians 4, there's some things that need to become your default. You want, you want to thrive regardless. We all do. What's your default? You better understand some things. See, we all have a default. Uh, I'm a writer. I'm an author. Books. I, I, I love to write. Every time I open up my, my, my computer, my, my, you know, my Mac pages, uh, there's a default font in there. It's called Helvetica. I hate Helvetica. I hate Helvetica. I don't even like, I don't like looking at it. I don't like Helvetica. So I'll, I'll immediately change it to Georgia. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I change it to Georgia. Everything I've ever written is Georgia bold, Georgia italic, Georgia underline. I like me some Georgia. I don't like Helvetica. Turn to somebody and say, he don't like Helvetica. But see, that's the default font of pages. You have a default. Let's get a little bit more specific. When something don't go your way, what's your default? Oh, you got one. When something, don't, when something didn't go your way last year, when something doesn't go your way this year, what's your default? What's your go-to move? Do you, uh, something don't go your way, Uh, do you get sad? Do you disappear? Do you go dark? Come on, do you go low, low? Do you, uh, come on, do you, do you, do you pout? Do you have a pity party? Do you back away from the things of God? Do you disappear from church? 
Come on, uh, uh, Pastor Doug. Uh, Kim, have you seen so and so? No, I, I, no, no. They, 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 they weren't here last few weeks. You know, they're going through something right now. And you know how they are when they're going through something. You know, we don't see them for a while. Why is that? Well, that's their default. Do you get gripey? Do you road rage? Come on. Do you lash out at the people that love you most? And when they go, what is your problem? Why are you so gripey? Don't be asking me if I'm gripey. If you knew what I was going through right now, you'd know why I'm gripey. Sound familiar? Do you get loud when something don't go your way? Or do you get quiet when something don't go your way? Do you get sarcastic? Do you get bitter? Do you stop giving? What's your default? You got one. See, if you're going to understand some things in 2 Corinthians 4, you better change that default. You better make sure you got a good default instead of a bad default. Because if you got a bad default, your best days aren't ahead. If you got a bad default, uh, you're not going to thrive. You're going to survive. And then don't be blaming God for that because that's some people's default too. Anything doesn't go their way, they blame God. A lot of people, when things don't go their way, they blame the devil. The devil gets far too much credit for stuff. Sometimes we go through, uh, we go through bad things just because we did stupid stuff. Right? But our default is to blame the devil. Our default is to blame people. Our default is to blame God. You want to thrive? You want to see God do exceedingly abundantly above? You better have the right default. Well, your default's here in 2 Corinthians 4. 2 Corinthians 4. Now, look at this scripture here. Look at verse 8 and 9. It says, We are troubled on every side, but we're not distressed. We're perplexed. We ain't in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're cast down, but we're not destroyed. Any of that stuff sound familiar? Can anybody relate to some of those words? Come on, lift your hand. I can relate to some of those words. Does that sound like uh, uh, things are happening that it's not going your way? How about this? Does it sound like the storms of life to you? Sounds like the storms of life to me. Let's talk about the storms of life for a moment. But I tell you what will make it more interesting. Let's talk about real storms. I mean, we're here in Houston. We, We know what storms are around here. Right? We know what storms are. You know, I love history. And, uh, you know, I just got back from Bulgaria and they have the Black Sea. You know, over the last five years, they have found uh, around 60 ships, Byzantine, uh, Greek, Roman uh, ships that are at the bottom of the Black Sea that are in pristine condition. Really could because of the oxygen in the water. And they're all there at the bottom of the sea because of why? Storms. There, can you imagine how many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of ships are at the bottom of oceans and seas because of storms? But if there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of ships at the bottom of a sea, how many people? I mean, Paul suffered shipwreck three times. How many people over thousands of years have found themselves sinking to the bottom of the ocean because of a storm. Probably millions. Let's come back over to the storms of life. How many believers have found themselves sinking to the bottom of the will of God for their life 
because of the storms of life. Something didn't go their way. And they had the wrong default. You want to, serve, you want to thrive regardless? Regardless of anything going on in this world? You want to see God do exceedingly abundantly above? Better have the right default. Better have the right default. And so, here, once again, a couple of things about these storms of life. First of all, Jesus never said, uh, if storms come. What did He say? He said, when storms come. So, uh, you're going to face challenges. You faced them last year. You're going to face them this year. You're going to face them the year after. Storms come. Again, I've already said it, I'm going to say it again. They're not all of the devil. We blame the devil for far too much. I mean, if you go stick a electrical, if you go stick a butter knife in that electrical socket over there, don't go around telling people that was an attack of the devil. Now you just stupid. There's a lot of stuff we go through because we just either stupid or ignorant. Stupid is when you know better and you do it anyway. Anybody ever been guilty? Ignorant is when you don't know no better, but you do it. Either way, that ain't the devil. I'm not saying the devil don't attack, but a lot of times it's just because of bad decisions. Come on, immature emotions. Wrong default. Here's the thing about storms of life, though, that I want you to remember. All of them are an opportunity for something bad in you to die and something good in you to increase. They're all an opportunity for you to get better, not bitter. They're all an opportunity. You say, well, they're, they're a problem. Well, you can, you can go about it that way, or you can look at them as an opportunity. An opportunity. But if you're, if you're going to, right in the middle of a storm, if you're going to see what's bad in you die and what's good in you grow, you're going to have to learn to be rebellious. You don't hear too many preachers say that, but you're going to have to learn how to rebel against the storm. You've got to be like a kid. How many of you know what I'm talking about? See if this sounds familiar. You're at the uh, mama. Talk, mamas, here, where's all the mamas at? Alright, so you're in the kitchen and you're doing some stuff. And the kid's at the, at the table and they're... And you're like, will you quit beating on that table? Come on, am I prophesying? Is that what happens? Made on that table. What is that? It's rebellion. You need to learn how to be rebellious against that storm. Whatever that storm's trying to get you to do, do the opposite. If it's trying to push you north, go south. Come on, if it's trying to push you west, go east. If it's trying to push you down, rise up. Rise up, rise up, rise up. You got to rebel against the storm. You say, how do I do that? Brother Philip? you're going to have to be more specific. Thank you, I will. It's not about the quantity of words, it's about the quality of words. You know what my mission in life is? To say as much truth as possible in the fewest amount of words. Isn't that a worthy endeavor for a preacher? You say, why are you that way? Because I've grown up in church all my life. I've heard all the rambling I want to hear. Get up, speak up, and shut up. I blow in, blow up, and blow out. All right, back to the back to words. All right. Middle of the storm. Something don't go your way. What's the easiest thing in the world to do? 
Get gripey. You go take it out on everybody around you. Rebel. In the middle of the storm, love. In the middle of the storm, make a decision that you're going to love more. When you do, let me tell you what's going to happen. Selfishness is going to die in you. In the middle of the storm, forgive quicker. Brother Philip, you done lost your mind. You need to forgive, brother. I know something ain't going your way, but you need to forgive. Don't be telling me about forgive. When I get through this storm and I'm on the other side of it, then I'll pray about forgiving. And I'll forgive them. You know, I ain't going to be friends with them no more. But I'll forgive them. Forgive quicker. Bitterness will die on the inside of you. In the middle of the storm, start giving more. That man done lost his mind. You don't, you don't give more in the midst of a storm. You shut your giving off. Give more. Greed will die in you. Come on. Praise God louder in the middle of a storm. Get up at this altar, lift your hands, and sing louder than everybody. Oh, something must be really going His way. No, it's kind of the opposite. He's kind of going through something right now. But when, when something doesn't go His way, He just, he just praises louder. Fear will die in you. Come on, worship God deeper in the middle of your storm. Pride will die in you. Live by faith more in the storm. Doubt will die on the inside of you. This stuff, selfishness, greed, bitterness, fear, pride, doubt, that stuff don't die on the beach. It doesn't die when everything's going your way. It doesn't die when you hit the lottery yesterday. Come on, diamonds aren't found on the beach. They're found mountain ranges, volcanoes, intense heat, intense pressure. In the middle of the storm, when something don't go your way, you better have the right default. You got to dig in today. You got to make a decision that no matter what happens this year, I'm going to love more, I'm going to give more, I'm going to forgive quicker, I'm going to praise louder, I'm going to worship deeper, and I'm going to live by faith. And there ain't nothing the devil can do about it. You know, remember those? Remember the commercial growing up? You know, you know they put the battery on the on his shoulder, and they, I dare you to knock it off. That's the way you got to be with the devil. Devil, are you sure you want to mess with me? Are, you should, you you want some? Come on, what what's they saying these days? You want this smoke? Because if you mess with me, I'm just going to love more. If you mess with me, I'm just going to forgive quicker. If you mess with me, I'm going to write more checks. If you mess with me, I'm going to praise louder. If you mess with me, I'm going to worship deeper. If you mess with me, I'm going to live by faith more than before. So are you sure? Are, devil, are you sure? And the devil's up there, the devil's down there, and he's thinking, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'm sure. Every time something doesn't go their way, they get stronger. They do more damage to my kingdom. Is that your default? Or do you fold? Something ain't going to go your way this year. What's your default? What's going to be your default? What's going to be your default? Brother Philip, what you're saying is hard, it's hard, it's hard. Look at verse 13. We having the same spirit of faith. Put that image up on the screen for me. We having the same spirit of faith. Everybody say, I have the spirit of faith. 
According it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. You have the spirit of faith. You have. I mean, come on, born again, saved, heaven bound, new creature in Christ Jesus. How many of you love you some Jesus? You have the spirit of faith. You have it. The spirit of faith. Um, what if I came in here this morning and said I had the spirit of a musician on me? What would you rightfully expect from me? Get up there and play, big boy. Gonna come walking up in here telling me you got the spirit of a musician. Play. Is that how it goes? Now, come on, you better get, get some Oscar on you. Where, where's where, You know what I'm saying? You better, you better play. What if I walked in here and I said I had the spirit of a prophet on me? You better start prophesying, big boy. Right? Well, what, what should people expect from you if you've got the spirit of faith? Uh, oh, now we done turned the tables, hadn't we? What, what, should, what should we expect from you that have the spirit of faith? Well, the spirit of faith is, come on, we believe and therefore speak. Let me say it this way. You don't have the spirit of faith just because you go to church. You, come on. Uh, we can't see the spirit of faith on you just because you saved. The spirit of faith is somebody that's got the Word in their heart and the Word in their mouth. The Word in their heart and the Word in their mouth. The Word in their heart and the Word in your mouth. The Word in your heart and the Word in your mouth. You believe it in your heart and you confess it with your mouth. If you got the Spirit, if you're a musician, you playing. If you're, if you're, if you've got the Spirit of a prophet, you prophesying. If you've got the Spirit of faith, you got the Word in your heart and you got the Word in your... Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So Oscar, let's, let's just have a little fun for a moment. So, so Oscar, you'll be all right. And so, so imagine 9 o'clock tonight, you get a phone call. And it's for somebody you knew a long time ago, you know, when you was a kid, and they, it was kind of this older person, needless to say, and they, and they call you, hey, Oscar, how you doing? Oh, brother, so-so, I haven't heard from you in so long. Yeah, 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 listen. Hey, listen, Oscar, I got some good news for you. Hey, listen, uh, I've just come into a lot of money, inheritance, and I was praying in the Holy Ghost, and the Lord just put me on your heart. And, he, and, 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 and so the Lord told me, call Oscar and tell Oscar, I'm going to send you a check for $100,000 on Tuesday. Oscar's like, hold on just a second. Look what the Lord has done. Look, look what the, okay, pick up the phone again. Okay. And so, and he's just like, all you got to do is go down to the bank. He gets your information, bank. And he says, all right, be at the bank uh, you know, Tuesday, 9 o'clock. And there'll be a cashier's check, 100 grand. And just God bless you. And so you just, oh, and so you hang up the phone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then you're calling some people, right? Because you got to tell them. You're calling Pastor Doug. You know, you're calling some people. There's some people you don't want to call because, you know, they hit you up for some money. And so you're calling some people. And, uh, and so, you know, and then you go tell this person. You go tell, you can't sleep. You ain't no sleep. You're laying there thinking about what you're going to do with that money. You know, we go, 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 got tithe. Everybody say tithe. tithe. Uh, so you, I got you sitting there and you think, okay, I'm going to pay this off and I'm going to invest this and, and I'm going to go to school. And you, you go, chicka ching, chicka ching, chicka ching, chicka ching. And then you get up. Monday, you in the best mood of your life all day long. You just. You just, right? In good mood all day long singing. Look at the Lord. There's honey in the rock. You know, right? Right? And that how it goes? You don't sleep Tuesday night. Bank opens at 9, right? You sit here at 
they better not be late or I'm, or I'm going to have to have the right default. <laughs> Come on, you walk in the bank, you get that check for a hundred grand. Would that be nice? Come on, how many of you take it? Why are, why are we that way because a, a guy that we hadn't seen in years tell us there's a blessing coming? And we're not that way when you got our Heavenly Father through His Word tells you there's a blessing coming. The spirit of faith is when you get that excited over what the Word says instead of what a random phone call said. The spirit of faith is, come on, the Word in your heart and the Word... You want to thrive regardless? Your default has got to be the Word in your heart and the Word in your mouth. What does the spirit of faith always say? Look at verse 14. Knowing that He which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us up also by Jesus and shall present us with you. The spirit of faith always says, just as God raised Jesus from the dead, He's raising us up. I want to tell you something about my Jesus and about your Jesus. He's a raiser-upper. He's in the raising up business. He's in the raising up. He wants to raise you up. He wants to raise the next generation up. Amen. He wants to raise your, your grandchildren up. Amen. He wants to raise your health up. He wants to raise your marriage up. He wants to raise yeah, He wants to raise this church up. He wants to raise your pastors up. He wants to raise your business up. He wants to raise your projects up. He wants to raise you up. He's in the raising up business. The thing is, is that in your heart and is, is that in your mouth? And let's get more specific because it's, it's, we, we live in a financial world. He wants, to live your, he, wants to, he wants to lift your finances up. He wants to Deuteronomy 8.18 you. He wants to give you the power to gain wealth so you may establish His covenant around the world. He wants to bless you to be a blessing. That's one, of the, that's one of the biggest reasons storms come in life to begin with from the enemy. He's trying to shut your giving down. Because when he shuts your giving down, it hurts the kingdom. That's why one of the greatest things that's ever happened in my heart is I'm just being honest with you. Giving is my default. When things go my way, I write more checks. When things don't go my way, I write more checks. We give over 20% of our income into the kingdom. We're tithing machines. I support 15 ministries around the world. We give, we give, we give seed. We just send out seed. Last year we wrote 119 two-zero checks and sent them out all over the world. That was over the ministries we partner with and that was over our tithe. I don't talk about what comes in. I talk about what goes out. We're giving machines. I think maybe there's a possibility. I don't know. Been thinking about it. I think I'm getting close to outgiving God. He's worried, Pastor Doug. He's up there in heaven. He's turning over to Jesus. He goes, Jesus, are, you, are y'all seeing all this giving Philip and Laura are doing? I'm kind of concerned. I don't know if we have enough supply uh, for harvest for that dude. Are y'all buying any of this? No. Come on, how many know it's a bunch of hogwash? Turn to somebody and say, you can't outgive God. He wants to raise up your finances. Why? So we can build the kingdom. Ten grand in Bulgaria, another four grand in, 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 in Papua New Guinea. Amen. Takes finances to build the kingdom. He wants to raise yours up. 
wants to raise you up. He wants to raise you up more than you want to be up. Why? He loves you. You're His kids. You're His kids. Don't you... Wouldn't you do everything in your power to raise up your kids? So are you sitting here telling me you love your kids more than you think God loves you? If you want to see your kids up, how much more do you think God wants to see you up? God loves him some Pastor Doug and Miss Kim. He wants to raise them up. He wants to raise up their ministry. He wants to raise up that anointing on their life. He wants to raise up that grace that He's given them. He wants to raise them up. Are y'all okay with that? Or would that make y'all mad? Make you jealous? He wants to raise this church up. It's not about a number. It's not about this church being 300, 500, 1,000. Not into all that. But I tell you what we are into. Don't you want to see His place maximize its potential? And then in the end, whatever that looks like, we're good with, right? God wants to raise you up. He wants to raise you up. But how does He do that? He's given you the spirit of faith. And in the days that we're living in, we got to get the Word in our... Help me. we got to get the Word in our... And the Word in our... Mouth. Come on, stand to your feet. Whew. told you, it don't take me long to get where I'm going. Now in just a moment, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna flood this altar and I want to pray over you. I want to decree some things over you. I want to prophesy some things over you. I want to declare first that your pastors are going to thrive regardless. I want to declare second, His Place Family Church is going to thrive regardless. And then I want to declare that us, come on, Laura and I, you guys, we, everybody say we, We. we're going to thrive regardless. We're going to see God do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think. Let me tell you a quick story. I like this story. Look up. Oh, where's, where's the other image? My, my, the other image. The, the spirit of faith. Is that the one that's been up the whole time? Okay, the other one. There we go. Look, look at the storm there. Look at that water. Look at that storm. Come on. There's a story of a ship that was out to sea. Horrible storm. Ship being tossed. The captain told everybody to go down to the hull. About a hundred people. They all go down. They're terrified. They're thinking any second they're going to die. They're being tossed. They're holding on for dear life. They think any second that ship's going down. One guy couldn't stand it anymore. And so he says, I've got to go see, are we going to live or are we going to die? I'm going to go see the captain. They said, brother, you go outside, you're going to die. I've got to go. And I mean, he, he crawled his way to the door. Took everything in him just to open it. He got out. He's holding on to the rails. Water, wind, movement. He starts working his way down. You know, the whatever you call it. He finally gets to the ladder. He starts climbing that thing. I mean, one minute he's horizontal. I mean, he's just going back and forth, but he's climbing. Takes every bit of his strength, every bit of his energy. And he finally gets up to the window. And he looks in the window and he sees that he sees that captain. 
And he, man, his, 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 he's, 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 he's roped in. He's got his hands on the, on that, on the controls. And, and he's just intent, looking forward. Because when you're in a ship like that, you've got to take that ship head first into the waves. Head first. That wave catches you sideways, you're done for. He knocks on the window. And this is what happens. Captain hears the knock, barely. And he turns around and he sees the guy looking through the window. And he does this. Big smile came on the guy's face. Peace. He knew he was going to be alright. Took everything in him to get back down. As soon as he gets back down, you could imagine what happened. Everybody and their mama. What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? We're gonna live, we're gonna live, we're gonna live, we're gonna die, we're gonna die, we're gonna die. What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? He didn't say nothing. All he did was this. And everybody in there, what do you think they did? spirit of faith that dwells on the inside of you. If you'll let that spirit of faith become your default. You'll stop freaking out when something don't go your way. Stop shutting down. Stop taking it out on everybody else around you. Stop blaming God. Stop. Start loving more. Start giving more. Start forgiving forgiving quicker. Start praising louder. Start worshiping deeper. Don't get less involved in church. Get... the word in your heart more get the word in your mouth and not only do you have that thumbs up in your heart you've got another one his name's the Holy Spirit and you know what he you think he's intimidated by gas prices you think he's intimidated by monkeypox? by Disney World Spirit's worried about the midterm elections. Holy Spirit's giving you a thumbs up. You got the spirit of faith. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Just want to ask you three three questions. I know I, you just feel Jesus in this place. I know you're born again. I know you're saved. I, I know you. I know you love Jesus and. and, and but, 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 this is a moment to be honest and authentic and real and raw. There's so many people all over the world. They know Jesus as their Savior. They know they're born again. But, 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 if they were to be honest, they're not living Lordship. There's people in here this morning, you love Jesus, but you're not living Lordship. 
Lordship means boss. Lordship means master. Lordship means Jesus, you lead, I'll follow. Lordship means I want to be who you've called me to be. I want to do what you've called me to do. Come on, Lordship is Jesus, take the wheel. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm not going to embarrass anyone. But if you're here this morning, you say, Brother Philip, uh, uh, I need to make Jesus Christ Lord of my life. He needs to hear me say, you lead, I'll follow. I need to make Jesus Lord. I don't want to face whatever's coming in this world without Jesus being not just my Savior, but Lord. No one's looking around. If that's you all over the building, just slip your hand up right where you are. Right where you are. Hands going up everywhere. Come on. Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. Hands going up everywhere. Hands going up everywhere. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, just a few more seconds. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not going to embarrass you. You're safe with me. But you got to be honest. I've been honest with you. you got to be honest with me. Three more seconds. Three, two, one. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Keep your head down. Keep your head down. How many of you would also be honest and, and, and you would say, you know what, Brother Philip, my default hadn't been very good. Things don't go your way. There's been times I haven't handled that well. It's brought out the, the bad in me, not the good. It's made me bitter, not better. There, there, Brother Philip, I need a new default. I want to be rebellious against that storm. I want God to do something in my heart. I want that spirit of faith. So when something don't go my way, I'm going to love more, give more, forgive quicker, praise louder, worship deeper. I'm going to live by faith. I want a new default. Come on, all over the building. Is that you? Ooh, come on, my hands are up. I want a greater default. Now every head up, every eye open, look up here. 2022 and beyond. You want to thrive regardless? You want to see God do exceedingly, abundantly above all you could ask or think? Well, see, now it's not a pipe dream. Now you understand some things in 2 Corinthians 4. And you can have it. Because you know how. You know the path. You know the journey. How many of you want to see God do exceedingly, Spiritually, physically, financially, family, kids, grandkids, church, your pastors. I love it. Hey, everybody that lifted your hands, if you didn't lift your hands, come up to the altar. Gather around the altar up here. Come on. I don't care where you stand. Do not get in the line. Just come up here. We're huddling up around Jesus. You ain't coming down here to me. We're coming down to the altar. You say, why? Well, because the words in our heart and the words in our mouth. What do you mean, Brother Philip? Exodus 20, 24. It says, build an altar, bring my people to it, and I'll meet with them there, and I will bless them. Come on, y'all, y'all scoot up a little bit more. How many of you want to be blessed more? Spend more time in the altar. You can build an altar at your home. You can have an altar in your car. Is that right? 
ahead, stand beside me. I just want you up here with me. Pray this prayer with me. Everybody say, Father, I love you. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. All my sins, all my regrets, my guilt, the wrong defaults washed away in the blood of Jesus. I'm forgiven. I'm a new creature. I'm whole. I'm righteous, justified, sanctified. I'm forgiven. Jesus, you're my Savior. I'm born again. I'm heaven bound. But in this moment, I boldly declare that Jesus Christ is Lord over my life. Jesus, you lead. I'll follow. Your boss, your master. I'm going to be who you've called me to be. I'm going to do what you've called me to do. Jesus is Lord over my life. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, one more confession. Are y'all ready? This will be fun. Just say, I'm going to love more. I'm going to forgive quicker. I'm going to give more. I'm going to praise louder. I'm going to worship deeper. I'm going to live by faith. Come on, keep saying, I'm going to live by faith. 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 Come on, put your hand on your heart and say, the word is in my heart. The word's going to be in my mouth. The word is in my heart and the word is going to be in my mouth. Good times or bad times. Now come on, lift your hands. I want to pray over you. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. And first of all, Father, I lift up Pastor Doug and Miss Kim. Father, I thank you that in the days ahead, they they and their family, they're going to thrive regardless. Father, they're going to see you do exceedingly, abundantly above all they could ask or think. Spiritually, physically, financially. Father, you're raising them up for this hour that we're living in. And Father, you're going to increase the anointing, a thicker mantle, a greater grace to do everything you've called them to do. Come on, let's lift up His Place Family Church. Father, I pray over this church corporately. 28 years. We declare over His Place Family. This church's best days are ahead. This church is blessed to be a blessing. This church, regardless of anything going on in in Houston, Texas, America, the world. Father, this church is going to thrive, 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 thrive spiritually, physically, financially. Children's ministry, youth ministry, men, women, outreach, small groups, praise and worship, the preaching of the gospel. Thrive, thrive, thrive in every area. Father, this church is going to see you do exceedingly, abundantly, above all they could ask or think. Now come on, gather your family with you in your heart. Let me pray over you. Laura and I. Father, we love you. Jesus, your Lord. Holy Spirit, you're orchestrating this moment right now. Angels, thank you for being here. Father, you 
said to decree a thing and it would be established. Father, right now in this moment, I decree that our best days are ahead. That we're blessed to be a blessing. That, Father, in the days ahead, we're not going to blink. That, Father, we're dug in. That no matter what we see, no matter what we hear, no matter what we read on Facebook, no matter what we see on the news, no matter what video someone sends us in Messenger, we're dug in and we're going to thrive. God, you're raising us up regardless of the circumstances of the storms. Father, you're raising us up spiritually, physically, financially. Father, you've done a miracle in our heart. You've given us a new default. And no matter what storm comes our way, the devil's not going to be happy with the result. Because your grace is Father, we're not afraid. Fear, I rebuke you in the authority of the name of Jesus. Now come on, in your spirit right now, see that thumbs up. Come on, spirit of faith giving you a thumbs up. Come on, you see it? I see it. Come on, see that smile on the face of the Holy Ghost. Come on, some of you, you're being is being ministered to you right now. Healing is being ministered to you right now. Confidence is being ministered to you right now. Well, some of you got tattoos. I get it. But right now, that word thrive is being tattooed to your heart. Jesus is coming back soon got work to do I love you guys your best days are ahead can't wait to see what all God does in this place man. amen you believe that this morning amen amen God's just getting started with us amen I want to just encourage you just just in this you did just made this decision you just made a uh, a commitment to the Lord. You said, I, Lord, I, you've called him Lord, but you made him Lord today. Walk it out. That's, that's why we, that's we, that's why this church is here. You see, I, I was telling Brother Philip earlier this morning, I, I was telling him, you know, we don't need a church to get more information. You don't need a church to get more worship. We can turn on any, any digital source and get all, you can, you can find a hundred thousand better preachers than me. But you need a local church where you're plugged in, in relationship, because transformation happens in relationship. That's where it happens. Information doesn't just transform. It helps us. We need that. But we live it out. So, so you say, well, I, I want to change my defaults. Lord, help me. You know, Lord, help me change my defaults. Get in a group. And when that person says something you don't like, you get a little practice on changing your default. Come on. You say, well, I don't like that. 
then your default's going to stay the same. You, you got you to gotta get it. The reason God puts us in marriages and families and relationships and churches is so those rough areas can be, can be rubbed against and we can become who God's called us to be with people that love us and care for us and pray for us and encourage us and will help us take that next step. And even if we blow it, they'll be right there with us. That's what a local church is to be about. So I just, I just want to invite you, if you just made Jesus your Lord or if you're, you've just been coming for a little bit, let's go all in this next year. Let's go all in. We say it every Sunday, but I want to just encourage you. You know, if we're talking about groups, get in a group. If we're talking about this or that, whatever it is, just do it. Just do it. You say, well, I might just follow, you know, follow blindly. No, don't follow blindly. Follow by choice. Put your heart in it. I was says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. If you, if you go all in with your heart on something, then God can do that work that he wants to do in your life. And I promise you, a year from now, you'll be in a better place. You may have more storms. You may have less storms. But you'll be more like Jesus. And you'll be making an impact. Amen?